الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah Alhamdulillah, hamdan, hamda We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has allowed us to live to see another Sha'ban This is a great opportunity for us This is a great opportunity for us if we take advantage of this opportunity in the month of Sha'ban, this is a great opportunity for us to prepare ourselves for the month of Ramadan. From the many ways in which we have to prepare for Ramadan is by getting ourselves ready via cleansing of ourselves. We have to make sure that we are clean and we cleanse ourselves. Just like before we have guests that come to our residence, we make sure we clean the house. So it is incumbent that we clean house. And in particular, we reflect upon the following. Yanzilullahu ta'ala, Laylatul Nusma Sha'ban, Ila Sama'i Dunya, Fayaghfiru li kulli nafsin, Illa insan fi qalbihi shahna'un, Aw mushrik billah azza wa jal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he descends in the month of Sha'ban in the middle night. And I'm mentioning this for a reason. He descends in the middle night of the month of Sha'ban to the heavens of the dunya so as to forgive every individual except for the one who has inside of his heart Shahna'un. Except for the one who has in his heart some dispute, some rancor inside of his heart for another believer. Or for the mushrik, the one who is a polytheist with Allah Azza wa Jal. Now it is incumbent or important that this is mentioned and highlighted because many have misunderstood the likes of the narrations that come bearing this meaning or this wording into believing that the middle night of Sha'ban is to be isolated and singled out as an occasion wherein they perform certain acts of obedience during this night. And that this night has a special significance outside of the other nights of a Sha'ban. But this is not correct and there is nothing from the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ that points us to this understanding. Likewise, none from the companions of the Prophet ﷺ reached this conclusion and had this understanding and thus singled out the middle night of Sha'ban for particular attention from particular acts of worship, so on and so forth. But the reality is, is that the middle night of Sha'ban is like every other night. The ulama, they mention, وَنُزُولُ Ta'ala إِلَى السَّمَاءِ dunya. Allah descending to the heavens of the dunya is not something that is particular and specific to Sha'ban. 
فَالْثَبَتَ فِي الصَّحِيحَيْنِ وَغَيْرِهِمَا نُزُولُهُ سُبْحَانُهُ وَتَعَالَى إِلَى السَّمَاءِ الدُّنْيَا فِي كُلِّ لَيْلَةِ That it has been authentically confirmed inside of Al-Bukhari and Muslim and other than them, Allah's descent to the heavens of the dunya every night في ثلث الأخير من الليل and every night in the last third of the night في ثلث أخير من الليل so therefore the middle night of Sha'ban how do we understand it when we see those narrations we see those ahadith how do we understand it we understand it because the middle night of Sha'ban would generally enter it enters into this generality because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends to the heaven to, to the heavens of the dunya in the last third of every night, including the 15th night of Sha'ban. So with that being the case, the takeaway is that there is nothing that is specific to this particular night that warrants that we do specific acts of worship and give this specific night specific attention. And it is incumbent that we understand this because the shaitan is very well versed in tricking us. The shaitan is very well versed in tricking us. Because the true takeaway from the likes of these narrations is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives the creation during this night. And then the Prophet he told us the exception as it comes in the hadith, hadith Abi Musa radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam called that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said, Inna Allah ta'ala. The Prophet said what means that verily Allah, the Most High, in the 15th night or the middle night of Sha'ban, He looks upon the creation in order to forgive all of the creation. To forgive all of the creation except the one who associates partners with Allah in worship. The one who does shirk, the mushrik, he's not eligible to be forgiven. When we hear this narration, we want to be forgiven. So therefore, we want to pay attention to who are the categories of individuals who are not eligible to be forgiven. The first one is the one who makes shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one who associates partners with Allah. The one who prays to other than Allah. The one who makes dua to other than Allah. So on and so forth. They're not eligible to be forgiven. And likewise, who? The mushahin. The one who is Mushahin, he is not eligible to be forgiven. So who is the Mushahin? The ulama, they mention. Like Imam Al-Tabarani, where he says, They are the people of innovation. Who are those who are not eligible to be forgiven? The Mushrik and the people of innovation. So to single out the middle night of Sha'ban, for specific and particular acts of worship, then this is from what? Innovation. So by doing this, we will be making ourselves ineligible to be forgiven. And this defeats the purpose. 
And thus, this is why I mentioned the shaitan is very well versed in tricking us. So we have to beware of all of those things in which was not taught to us by the Prophet Wasallam. Because as the Prophet Wasallam, he used to say in Khubat al-Hajjah, فَإِنَّ خَيْرُ الْكَلَامِ كَلَامُ اللَّهِ وَخَيْرُ الْهَدْيِ هَدْيِ مُحَمَّدٍ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ وَشَرَّ الْأُمُورِ مُحْدَثَاتُهَا وَكُلَّ مُحْدَثَةٍ بِدْعَةٍ the Prophet ﷺ used to say that verily, the best speech is the book of Allah. And the finest guidance, the best guidance is the guidance of Muhammad ﷺ. And the worst of all affairs are newly invented matters. Because every newly invented matter is a bid'ah. And every bid'ah is a going astray. And every going astray is in the hellfire. So we have to be of those who are wise and who cling and stick to the sunnah of the Prophet so that we can hold on to our deeds, so that we can be successful when we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah ta'ala to make us of those who are eligible to be forgiven in Sha'ban. We ask Allah ta'ala to make us of those who are forgiven. We ask Allah ta'ala to make us of those who when we meet him, he is pleased with them. Hada aqulu qawli hada wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa li jami'i al-muslimin fa astaghfiru fa innahu huwa al-ghafuru rahim. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam, ala rasulillah, wa ba'd. Ya ibadullah, the mushahin is not just the mubtadi', the mushahin is not just the innovator. And I want us to pay very close attention to this. It is incumbent, it is a must, especially for the people of the sunnah. To know and to understand the many ways in which shaitan, he comes and he attacks us. Because if we don't know the doors by way in which shaitan attacks us, then we will be incapable of defending those doors. We have to defend ourselves from the onslaught and the attacks of the shaitan. The mushahin, naam, the mubtadir, he enters into the mushahin. But as Shaykh Sulaiman al-Ruhayli, ta'ala, he mentions, al-mushahin no'an, that the mushahin is of two types. The first of those types, the innovator, as we have mentioned. But the second of those types, al-muhajir lil-mu'min thalath, is the one who has abandoned his brother who has left and turned his back on his believing brother for more than three days. For more than three days. Min asbabid dunya, due to a worldly reason. They have a dispute. And hence we go back to the linguistic meaning of mushahin, one who is in a dispute. They have a dispute. They have a quarrel. They are quarreling. Quarreling with their Muslim brother. Why? over a, an affair of the dunya has nothing to do with the religion has nothing to do with innovation or do with sin and transgression has nothing to do with that they are mad at each other because of an affair of the dunya and the sheikh he mentions and this is a very important point he says he said regardless on whether the, he is right or he is wrong 
regardless on whether he's right or he's wrong to abandon your brother for more than three days for no good reason will make you mushahin will make you one who is not eligible so it is incumbent we want to get ready for Ramadan we want to benefit it is incumbent that we make up with our brothers that we rectify that which is between us and between another Muslim that we have no quarrels no dispute no rancor in our heart for another Muslim and what I want to highlight is that the rancor and the dispute that will exist inside of a person's heart then you will find it manifest upon their tongue and this is from the ways in which the shaitan he destroys us by getting us to backbite our brother by getting us to slander our brother and invent lies against our brother by getting us to verbally abuse the muslims and to unleash the whip of our tongues upon the believers it is incumbent that we cleanse our hearts and that we cleanse our tongues. It is incumbent that we love each other and we have that love expressed in our speech and in our actions and in our interactions and how we interact and behave with one another. This is incumbent. If we want to get ready, this is from the ways that we clean house. The Prophet ﷺ, he said as it comes in the hadith of Abu Huraira, Kullu Muslim Muslim haram. Every aspect of a Muslim is haram for another Muslim. The total person and situation of a Muslim is haram for another Muslim. Demuhu wa wa His blood is haram. We can't go around hitting people, hitting the believers, physically abusing them and accosting them. That is haram. We can't spill their blood. That's haram. It's not permissible. Likewise, their reputation, their honor. We can't go around talking bad about Muslims, tarnishing their reputation, trashing them with private circles or in public forums. We cannot verbally abuse the Muslims. We cannot backbite and slander the Muslims. Why? Because their reputation is haram. Just like we don't walk around just killing Muslims, you can't walk around recklessly just talking bad about Muslims, backbiting Muslims, slandering Muslims. This is not how brothers treat each other. This is not how a Muslim is supposed to be with a Muslim. Have to clean house, brothers. Likewise, their money, their property is haram. We can't infringe upon people's property, upon people's monies. If that wasn't enough for us to realize this, the seriousness of this situation, the seriousness of our tongue and being reckless in what we say. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, وَإِنَّ الْعَبْدِ لَيَتَكَلَّمُ بِكَلِمَةِ مِنْ صَخَطِ اللَّهِ لَا يُلْقِي لَهَا بَالًا He said, perhaps... A slave, he will say a statement that angers Allah. He will say a statement that angers Allah. And he won't pay it no mind. He don't pay it no mind. Yahweh biha jahannam. And as a result, he will be plunged into the hellfire. Why? Because of a statement. Because of something he did with his hands? No, because of what he said with his tongue. Be careful. وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في حديث متفق عليه وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فيما رواه الترمذي قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إن الرجل 
ويتكلموا بالكلمة من صخة الله يكتب الله عليه. He said that a man, barely a man, he may say something from that which angers Allah, and Allah, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, will write upon that person. Biha, due to that statement, سخطاهو إلى يومي يلقاه. He will write upon that individual his anger. How long? He will write upon him, that individual, his anger, that he is angry with him until the day he meets him. So if that person doesn't repent from that evil and nasty and despicable statement, for the rest of his life, Allah is angry with him. For the rest of his life, Allah is angry with him. Why? Because he was reckless with his tongue. Because he said a statement. Because he said a statement that Allah was angry with. So we have to wash our mouths. Wash your mouth out, brothers. Watch your mouth. Watch what you say. Do not verbally abuse one another. But be of those who speak good to each other. Be of those who there comes from their mouths that which is pleasant. Not just their breath. Not just their breath because it's minty smelling. But it comes from their mouth that which is pleasant. Words that are good. Words that are wholesome, words that bring happiness, words that bring justice, words that bring about what is right, calling to good, forbidding the evil. This is how you're supposed to be using your tongue. Worshipping Allah, reciting the Quran, reading the hadith of the Prophet, conveying the hadith of the Prophet. This is how you're supposed to be using your tongue. To bring about that which benefits you, not to destroy you. So it is incumbent that in this Sha'ban, if you want to get ready for Ramadan, rather you want to get ready to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we got a clean house. Let me ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who clean house, to make us of those who are far from innovation, to make us of those who are far from shirk, to make us of those who are far from having any type of discord and, 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 and disputes with our brothers, to make us of those who are not reckless with their tongues. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who he forgives.